driving with your child is a totally different form of patience than I've ever experienced. Your life is in their hands and their feet. So what do you do? Just you just open the door and bail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the patience the patience is finding that right time to bail. Yes. Hank, I don't want to stress you out, but I'm getting out. See ya. <laughs> Good luck. You're on your own. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. What time does she wake up? She actually. I don't know why I don't just set her alarm. I've told her to, and she for some reason doesn't want to. But she doesn't. Hmm. Oh, just set her alarm. That's for being lazy. <laughs> for some reason, no, her Alexa alarm stresses her out. I don't know why. Like, does it wake her up in a panic? Something along those lines, because just me telling her to set an alarm on Alexa like causes her anxiety. Okay, she maybe she just needs a different sound to wake she up. She needs to. to just do it on her phone. Yeah, that too. She didn't go to bed till like 11 last night. Yeah, she was very tired this morning. Did she say why she didn't sleep? Mm-mm. I didn't ask. I did. I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm like, well, I gave you some options of things you could do to help yourself fall asleep. Good luck. <laughs> See you in the morning. <laughs> yeah. She said she woke up uh, right before eight. Oh, perfect timing. But she was moving perfect. real slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we got her out of there. Was she on? Was she to school on time? She did make it just in time. Wow! Does she have any tardies yet? Uh, I don't think no. so. I was gonna say not that I know of. You haven't taken no, her to I school. Know. I haven't taken her to school. <laughs> I just get it. <laughs> Steve's holding his microphone, opening his soda, and then he was and sneezing. sneezing. <laughs> I was really waiting to see what happened. I can multitask. <laughs> you did good. I'm impressed. <laughs> I didn't sn- smell. Spell. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I didn't spill, and I didn't sneeze into the mic. So good job. Yeah, I'm proud <laughs> <Thank> of myself. <laughs> Cherry Coke. I don't know if I've ever had one of these. Oh, they're so good. They're pretty good. Cherry Coke and Dr Pepper. Those are my two favorite sodas. If I'm gonna drink soda, I do like Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper's good. I prefer a hard seltzer, though. <laughs> yeah, sorry. As previously discussed, <laughs> we discussed lunch. this at lunch before we recorded. I don't have any hard seltzer. <laughs> Somebody asked if they should bring their own alcohol to our live event. <laughs> I said yes. Steve wanted some. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't. Or did they? I don't know. They we might have. Know. She didn't share. <laughs> Either way, fine with me. <laughs> Personal decisions. I did find a very small straighten at your house and used it on Penny's hair this morning. Just okay. FYI. Where'd you find it? It was just in your... Where your washer and where did you find where your laundry, your dryer should be? That's the word I'm looking for. That's where I keep a little tiny strainer instead. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I tried to not dig through (laughs) things because I don't want to invade your space. But I saw that it had hair products. She tries not to, but she does anyway. Yeah, (laughs) I saw that it had. She didn't want to invade your space as much. (laughs) She didn't want to, but she did. I was just trying to help Penny get ready for school. She was all worried because her hair was super out of control. It really was, too. <laughs> she trying to impress somebody at school? 
No, she's getting older. She's getting to the age where she cares a little bit. Okay, then she should set her own alarm and get herself to school. <laughs> That's between Steve and We don't need to teach her, like, get her set up to just walk herself to school once she's out of her boot. Yeah, right now the boot is the main issue. <laughs> we were going to do it from day one. I even texted Steve about it, and then I remembered she was in a boot. And I'm like, ugh, can't make her walk to school in a boot. That just seems mean. Can I buy her some mace? Some mace? <laughs> I'm not worried about her walking to school. I am. My neighborhood's ghetto. This is why she's so stressed about walking to school. <laughs> because, <laughs> because you stress her out you about it. stress her out about it. <laughs> I'm like, your dad's neighborhood's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. She's like, oh, no, it's bad. <laughs> Where are you getting this? It's from you. <laughs> but if she walks down the main street, it's just fine. Even the other street is fine. But Streets here in Boise are pretty safe in general. <laughs> It's true. Except mine. <laughs> Steve's is not, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so worried about her walking. I just am. That's okay. But either she needs to walk or you need to or drop needs to her. Or start paying for gas. No, or you need to. The school needs to bring back the before school program, whatever that was. Yeah. When I used to drop her off at eight and she would do like whatever little oh. pick an activity for 40 minutes. She yeah. loved that. But budget cuts went away three years ago. Life has not been the same. <laughs> you could just drop her at my house in the morning on your way to work. But then but I have you've to wake her up super early. early. At 7.45. Well, if she's going to be up and ready, she's got to be up sooner than that. No, you can just drop her at my house in her pajamas. Mm. I can get her ready. Wrapped her up in a blanket like you used because, to. Because so one of the she things... She would love that. One that of was the things her favorite. That has changed this year in mine and Matt's situation is both Matt's kids are at the same school this year, which makes life... A lot easier in the mornings. And come January or February, they will be driving themselves to school. In the Corolla. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Somebody asked me in the warehouse yesterday, they're like, did Matt really trade in his Land Cruiser for a Corolla? <laughs> no. <laughs> I said, no, he traded in his Mini for a Corolla. He traded in his Mini for a Corolla? <laughs> Matt's kids did the same thing yeah, this week. They the did same... not believe him that we actually traded in the Mini for the Corolla. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I didn't want to spend $2,800 to get the freaking Mini fixed. Yeah, those things are never Because cheap. it's not like a car we really wanted to hang on to for a long term anyways. Right. It's so. Mini. It shouldn't cost as much to fix it. <laughs> but it costs twice as much. Yeah. So we just decided we might as well get a car that the kids will be able to drive at our house. And that's dependable. And that's dependable. I just think it's funny that I asked Sarah a while ago, hey, you and Hank are going to have your licenses pretty soon. Like, if you could have any car, what would you get? She's like, a minivan. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, girl? She's like, I want to be able to drive all my friends around. <laughs> she That's truly funny. does want a minivan. But we also hear that she wants a Jeep or yeah. a sports car or the Fiero across the street. The Fiero. Someone needs to buy that poor Fiero and her fix and, it up. Her and Hank both want the Fiero. <laughs> I told Penny to get it. She's not into it. <laughs> no, she's not into yeah. it. She Hank want- would love it. <laughs> Penny wants, do you know what car she wants? A truck. An she old wants truck. A, an old truck. An old truck. You. Yeah. Like a 90s <laughs> grandpa up, pickup truck. truck, like grandpa truck. <laughs> I've owned two so of them funny. and she still has not forgiven me for getting rid of both of them. <laughs> but I think I've told this story, but the guy that I sold this last one to, it was a, what the heck was it? A Ford F-150. F-150. Short cab, short bed. And evidently, those are like a desirable truck these days because he was buying it. He'd been shopping for one for a while so he can restore it. Yeah. And he was a, he's a pretty old dude. 
He's like a, a grandpa kind of guy. And when I was, when we were doing the handoff and he was taking the keys and, you know, bill of sale and all that, Penny made it clear that she was not happy that I was selling the truck. <laughs> and he said, you know what, young lady? He said, how old are you? At the time, she was, I think she was eight. And he said, in about 10 years from now, I'm probably going to be too old to drive this thing and I'll be ready to sell it myself. So how about I hang on to your dad's number <laughs> and when I'm ready to sell it, I'll call. And if you can be the first buyer, if you're interested, first option. That'd be great. Right. Well, that'd be hilarious if it that'd actually awesome. comes back to us restored and Penny buys it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Penny. She may not like it when it's restored. She right. wants it old and junky for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> she does like some of the restored looking ones too, but it's funny. It's funny to think we will have kids that are driving next year. I thought you already have kids that are driving. You well, they're driving. Yeah, he's he has his learner's permit. Yes. Like driving on the He almost own. ran me off the road over here once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he didn't really. We just passed. Teaching or driving with your child is a totally different form of patience than I've ever experienced. <laughs> Why? You, you can't, don't want to freak out. Yeah, you can't fluster them. Because that'll just make it worse. Yeah, because then they'll really just... a pedal yeah. of some sort. <laughs> and so, I mean, your life is in their hands and their feet. So what do you do? Just instead of getting flushed, you just open the door and bail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, patience, the patience is finding that right time to bail. Yes. Hank, I don't want to stress you out, but I'm getting out. See ya. <laughs> Good luck. You're on your own. <laughs> no, it's just like, because you know, okay... How to take even like the simplest corner? You're like, oh, this is easy. Curb check. So, yeah. Somehow it's like, <laughs> how the heck did you find that curb? Or how did you go into the other lane and come back into it? It just boggles my mind. Wow. But again, I thought he was doing pretty good. He's doing pretty good. He is. Yeah. And it's just had he had lessons before. Like, have you ever let him drive? Yeah. He's driving around parking lots and yeah. stuff. He's he's doing great. Yeah. Um, but, but it's just but again, the, it's, they're learning. <laughs> it, it's one of those things. Yesterday he goes, because uh, he, he did a good, what we call a California stop, where you don't actually stop at the stop sign or the stoplight. You just kind of look, check, and just keep rolling. Roll through it. Yeah. And he did that yesterday at a stoplight after school. And I was like, dude, you got to stop. And then he looks at me. He's like, well, what about your stop on the way out of school oh. this, earlier this morning? And I was just like, dude, do you want to critique the way I drive? I've got a lot more freaking experience under yeah, my belt than you do. 20 years of driving under your belt. Then and you, you can got decide. a month. <laughs> a month. <laughs> Come on, man. Teenagers, man. Yeah, Teenagers. The time to be talking back to me as he's in the driver's seat. <laughs> I about took the wheel there. <laughs> no, but it's just a totally different form of patience. That's a uh, learning experience for everyone. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah's been taking notes. It's pretty funny the stuff she tells me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she's probably gonna be pretty she's aware when she starts driving. Yeah. That's the second child notes I guess. Notes of how to drive or notes of don't do this, it ticks dad off. No, notes of how to <laughs> drive. <laughs> That's why I was such a good child. I just took notes of what not to do for my mm -hmm. brothers. <laughs> Maybe that's what happens. Yeah, but even a small mistake could ultimately kill me. All of you. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> yes. And some other people. Anybody in the car. Yeah. It is crazy. I really like the part when we signed him up for driver's education 
there was a portion in the form that says this, and it's all in bold. It said, to the student, just so you know, you are becoming your parents' biggest liability that they have ever had in their entire life. Because it's true. Now they have the liability of they could hurt themselves or hurt somebody else. And who does that fall on when they're under the age of 18? (laughs) They now have the biggest, heaviest, fastest toy they've ever had. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of scary. But It's going to be great. It it is great already. Our kids are always saying things like, oh, I'm going to be the worst driver. I'm going to be so bad. And I'm like, no. Don't tell yourself that. You are going to do just great. Why would they say that? Like, what would Because you I think they just, because they think it's hard and it's there's a lot to learn. Yeah. And so they're just putting that out there. And I think then also they don't have to. But so much pressure. Was this pressure a thing when you guys were kids? Like, do you remember feeling any of that learning no. to drive? I don't either. I don't remember. Driving was like something that was. You just did. You were excited about doing it and it was just a thing you were going to learn to do and it wasn't hard. It's well, just, I don't know. I, I, I think bet it's... we were more stressed than we remember. Well, the crazy thing is though, today, like there's teenagers that like, don't want to get their that license. That blows my mind. That was unheard of growing up. Oh yeah. We all wanted our license as fast as we could. But now it's like, I talked to some friends and they have like an 18 year old who still doesn't have their license. And I'm like, why not? <laughs> well, they just don't want to get it. We're like, get your license. Take yourself to your yeah, to, to your practices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drive yourself to swim and voice and <laughs> everywhere, whatever else. <laughs> uh, I do have to admit, it has been kind of nice that she doesn't have anything right now except voice lessons. I know, and no swim, young women's no swim. She really wants to do tumbling. But she can't do anything right now. She did also say she wants to do basketball. Oh, she was going to try to do basketball with the school, but I don't know if she'll get her boot <laughs> off in time. I can't picture her playing basketball. She can't either. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to be so bad. And I'm like, that's okay. Elementary school is the time to be bad at it. Go it's try time it out. To try. Yeah. If you want to do it and be with your friends, go do it. Who were you, cares? Were you any good at basketball? Oh, no. Yeah, me neither. I still can't hardly dribble the ball and move at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And now you know now, why Penny has such great skills, like, Matt. <laughs> after we record, now I want to go out to the basketball court. Should we all go? And I want basketball? to film you, Steve, and Jessica playing one-on-one. <laughs> I will film it. Note, content needed. How about we team up and just see if between the two of us we, we can, can score can... some points, Jessica? <laughs> I'm with you. Okay, so hey, it's Matt, me against you on, two? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say two on none and we'll see how we do. But... <laughs> Watch for this reel or content this week, people. Yes. <laughs> us playing basketball. I played yeah. basketball as a kid. I was on a team, like a YMCA team or whatever for several years. and. Uh-huh. I just remember huge, huge amounts of anxiety tied around that. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's how I felt. Just like I was gonna let I the team down. Leading up to a game, or I dreaded like being put in. <laughs> <laughs> I dreaded having the ball thrown to me. <laughs> See, I had none of those feelings. I couldn't wait to get in, no. and I couldn't wait to get the ball, and I couldn't wait to try new things. I liked playing. I didn't have anxiety around playing. I just knew I was really bad. And that the whole team was going to be disappointed. <laughs> but I knew that. <laughs> I fouled out. So I just played church basketball okay, as so a you teen. purposely fouled out as quickly as possible. No, I didn't know what, why I kept fouling out. I did not understand what I was doing. <laughs> you, you can't touch anybody else. <gasps> but other people were touching people to get the ball. 
<laughs> Fouled out Not every as time. Intentionally as you were. <laughs> every time. <laughs> nice. Oh man. So we had our live event this last week. We did. Yes, we did. How'd you guys feel about it? I was just gonna ask, what was your guys' feedback? I thought it was great. It was very much what I expected it to be, and even a little more so. Just good turnout, good interactive crowd, lots of laughs, but also mixed in with some serious topics. Really good questions during the Q&A. Steve must have more faith in, than I do. Why? Was just, you like, thought it was going to be awful? No. Like, you thought all, it was awful? No. No. <laughs> all, mor- all morning, Saturday morning, I was like, what if nobody shows up? What if nobody shows up? Like, they paid for it. Yeah, but still, I've paid for things and not shown up. Yeah, but if nobody shows up, who cares? Oh. Because no one would know that no one showed up. <laughs> But but if you everybody had one person, if you had one person show up, that's when the issue. Yeah, is. Now, listeners, are you wondering? Did anyone even show up, or did they just get together and decide we're just going to pretend like it went off really well, <laughs> even though it was a total bust? No, I thought it was awesome. It went so great, and like Steve was saying, I felt like we had an amazing audience. Yeah, they were interactive, we they were engaged. That was my where my nerves lied around it was if we would have an engaged audience. And they were so great. Again, lots of laughs, but also lots of covering serious topics. I was nervous about it. And oh, for sure. I it just like was just this thing in the back of my mind, just kind of this little stressor like, ugh, this is coming up. <laughs> and I don't know why particularly, I guess. I wasn't worried about people not showing up or not going well. I was just worried about me like saying something dumb or so that's something matt and i talked a lot about and something that i came to terms with earlier in the week is i had to remind myself that this event is not about me when we record when we do anything content wise this isn't about me it's about serving these people and then that takes away some of that nervousness like you're saying some of that Like, oh, my gosh. My one worry walking away from this is, did we make it too much about us, about me? Like, (laughs) was it just the Steve, Matt, and Jessica show or the Steve show? I don't think so. That's what they came to see is our podcast live. Yeah. So, and I did have those moments, too, of am I pushing this too much? Like, when I made the, <laughs> I made these the paddles, paddles for our the trivia, <laughs> and I put our faces on the paddles, and every table... A, a different picture on each one. <laughs> had, a di- ...had pictures of us. But people loved those. They thought it was so fun yeah. because it connected them to us. Yeah. So... Yeah, I had some of the same worries. The, the one thing I wish I would have done is there are some people there that really had some valuable things they could have contributed. And I wish I would have. We opened it up if anyone wanted to share or ask questions yeah. or whatever, if anyone had a story they wanted to share about being bold. And That's, I wish we would have actually put a few people on the spot and said, hey, we know a little bit about you. The rest of our listeners here don't. Like, I'd love, I don't, and I don't know, I guess I don't know what to have think, said to do that. I but. think if you knew who it was beforehand and discussed it with them, I think it would have been okay. But you know how nervous you get yeah. right. sharing, but then to be put on the spot, I right. think it would be a little too much. Okay, well then I but guess- But I get what you're saying. Then I don't know what the right way would have been to do it, but I do think there was a contribution. There, there yeah. was potential to have- yeah. Let me discuss with you what I think the right way to do <laughs> this me, was, is that I thought a lot about this exact same thing. And I said, you know what? The way we solve this is you have a two to three day event and you dive deeper into- people's lives and you allow them and give them that space to one become comfortable with who they're talking with 
And then two, they specifically have a time to share, hey, this is what I'm learning right now and this is what I'm going through. So you have a longer event. This event was a three-hour event. Right. And if you push it out to two to three days, I think that would allow them to feel comfortable and share. Share when they are comfortable sharing. I also think we were recording this. Yeah. So that was my other thing is I'm not going to ask somebody to share a story or whatever when we're recording. Even I mean, though we, we can could cut edit it out, it out yeah. but still, but still just knowing we're recording sometimes makes people like a little right. panicky. Also, my other regret is that we didn't have Kylie recite the opening to our podcast. <laughs> know. She knows it by heart. I have heard her I recite it beginning that. to end. And I just so told I was actually gonna have her do it and I totally forgot. So Well, there are a few things that yes, we needed we needed a camera person and a video person. Next time hopefully we'll be able to afford those and have those. How are the pictures your dad took? I haven't seen them yet. I need to go get them. I'm a little worried. He's still editing them. I'm a little worried it's going to be a whole series of pictures where Craig's fingers like over the lens or something. (laughs) Yes. Or that he forgot to turn it on. Well, speaking of Craig, like Jessica, you you went out to lunch with him yesterday. Yeah. And this was the first time you shared with me. This is the first time that he's really kind of caught the vision of what we're what we're doing here. He's always been excited for us and And proud of us and supportive. My dad is the best at that. Like, I just love it. But at the event that night, he was so excited he and really was. so proud. Very enthusiastic. <laughs> yes. From beginning to end. And also was great at throwing out questions and encouraging that engagement. But I went to lunch with him yesterday and he was just, again, just totally in awe. He sent my brother's text telling him how great it was. <laughs> and I wow. just... And I'm like, teary, because I just love my dad. And I love that he's so excited. But he was just like, I can just see you guys doing this, like having big events and growing this. And it was like, all of a sudden, what we hope to do, he caught it and he could see it and understand it. And he also, (laughs) he didn't realize this was something people paid to come to. He thought it was just something we were hosting. And so then that night after it was over, he was like, wait a second, people paid to be here? I'm like, yeah, we... We broke even, guys. Like yeah, I'm Craig. excited about that. So pay up. <laughs> <laughs> he was helping. Just kidding. He we we got our money's worth out of you for sure. <laughs> we always <laughs> do. Set up and take down. And, <laughs> and he was a good contribution with questions. But it was just fun to hear him excited about it and to see his support and see the vision. And it's always awesome to have a cheerleader, which we have a lot of them. I mean, those people there that night were our cheerleaders. Right. And it was so great. People came from out of town, out of state to come to this. And I was blown away and so touched. So one of the things Matt was talking about is having a longer event. And we haven't even talked to Steve about this, but we're thinking about doing... A sleepover? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. really. (laughs) But like Friday evening till Saturday night, doing an event where, you know, you come... You would go somewhere else to stay. We wouldn't be, I mean, maybe we'd be staying in the same place, but more of a retreat type thing and doing a I'm bigger event. like some pickleball. Yes. <laughs> totally. And that's the thing is I want to throw in some of these things, a pool party at our house, doing like just a night together, like a sit down casual dinner, hmm. things like that. I think it would be so fun and diving into the topics that people were bringing up because so I thought awesome. we would get like some fun. We did get some fun questions. The people had... There were some pretty well, deep questions. Stuff. There were. And, and we unfortunately, get... we couldn't get into the 
depths of those deep questions because we just didn't have the time. Yeah. There, there are some of those questions have stuck with me and left me wondering. Oh, absolutely. What is this person going through? A hundred percent. Like some of you, you can tell they very much were seeking guidance on something that they are trying to work through or decide upon. And, and it was evident in the way they're in the questions they're asking. And I feel so humbled whenever people open up to us, even just by asking a question, being mm-hmm. bold enough to ask that question because it is opening themselves up. I feel so humbled that people trust us, right. not only with their stories, but also with you know guidance or insight. And again, we encourage people to do what feels right to them, but right. just being able to have somebody to bounce ideas off sometimes is a big deal. Right. We're never going to attempt to tell someone what would be right for them. No, yeah. we don't. We share our experiences. We don't claim to have any inside there. It's just, we just want to help people find what. But I do have this magic snake oil. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, that I felt like it was really awesome. And it made me really excited to do another one. I started talking to Matt about it before, about doing another one, before we even started this one. And he's like, hold up. Just chill out. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. And then we'll talk about it. And then the next morning we were on a walk and I brought it up again. He's like, too soon. It's still too soon. Right. Let's let's see if we even still have any listeners after, <laughs> after this week. <laughs> after our break. After. Um, it's so funny. If the live event just drove them all away. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, so that was a super cool experience. We also, we had, we just launched some new shirts and some coloring books. That will have been old news, I guess, by this time this drops, which is so weird. Yeah, I don't don't even attempt to know when the episodes are dropping now. Yeah, don't try. (laughs) You will give yourself a headache. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're actually planning ahead. Steve's going to have to look at some mathematical algorithms here to try (laughs) and figure out when this drops. (laughs) I'll just wait and see. (laughs) I'll just listen each Wednesday going forward and see. Oh, it's this episode. Okay, cool. Is there anything else going on? I'm going to count this as our episode where we are just updating on life and diving into topics that are current, relevant for now. Is there anything? Are we for sure airing that episode we recorded last time? Yeah. Yeah. We might trim a couple things. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) we're obviously still thinking about it and debating. I talked to my dad about that episode too. That episode, I. And I'm not sure why specifically it didn't sit well with me, but we could re-record it. We've never done that. No, I guess we did that. Did we do uh, it once? Yeah, because you forgot to push the uh, record oh, button. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, what else is going on? So one of the things that came up this last week was Elder Holland's talk. Yeah, okay. at BYU. Mm-hmm. Going along with our new shirts. Yeah, going along with our new shirts. You know, our new shirts say "My guns are made for hugging." Yeah. Right. Which is very clever. Matt, that was your doing, I'm sure. Yeah. That was Matt. And this is in response to Elder Holland's call for more musket fire. Right. And I was getting to the point where I, you know, you guys both jumped on to Instagram and shared some of your thoughts and feelings. And I haven't done that. I don't feel like I need to. Yeah. But my biggest issue with that whole talk was the recurring discussion about returning back to a weapon of some sort. Why that metaphor of all metaphors? Yeah. Of all metaphors. Guns? Like like, bring your guns. Yeah. Bring your guns, bring your muskets, whatever. Like that's guns against the gays. That's what didn't set well with me. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee there's other metaphors that could have been used. So anyways, so that's kind of the explanation behind the shirt of 
because it didn't sit well, I just wanted to express, hey, this is this is what I'm feeling. Like my guns were made for hugging, right? And with a picture of of a bicep and that's flex what it for is. us real quick, Matt. No. Flex for our viewers. Can we post a picture of you flexing on Instagram? <gasps> there you go. He didn't really. <laughs> he just burped. He just burped. <laughs> from that From soda. that Coke. <laughs> yeah. I agree that it sent, that the use or the comparison there or the metaphor of the muskets and guns just was a poor, well, poor was, choice in words. It was almost like promoting war. Yeah. And that's what I don't, I like. War's not ever a fun thing to deal with. No, we want to bring people together. And that's our message. I mean, that's why Matt came up with this shirt idea is we want to take this and spin it to be the message of we want to share love. And so you can go pick up your <laughs> your My Guns Are For Hugging shirts if you would like one. Yeah. The other current event that I haven't really talked to you guys about is what's going on in Afghanistan right now. Yeah. So. My business partner, one of his kids reached out to me. They're all grown up now. They're about my age. <laughs> just little kids. Yeah, just little kids. No, uh, she reached out to me and asked, hey, is there anything that I can help out with in regards to the Nazarene Fund? Which Why'd she reach out to you? What yeah. ties do you have? The Nazarene Fund is a foundation uh, founded by Tim Ballard. Oh. Who also runs Operation Underground Railroad. Oh, you, you are. Who you do have connections with. Yes. Okay. And so, yeah, it's just it, the Nazarene Fund is a great foundation of trying to raise money to save Christians in other countries from being suppressed. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the organization that currently is. Yes. Yeah, so they were bringing people out of Afghanistan. Yes. Yeah, so chartering they were planes. Chartering planes, flying in, sending in their own pilots. And they're taking anybody who needs refuge. Right. I know you said this Christians, right. but it's it, they're helping right. anybody on the ground there that needs yep. refuge. I think they flew in like three, three big airliners, and were able to save over three hundred people. I'm each curious. Flight. What did that look like? Getting them in? Was it? I have no arranged, idea. unarranged, like off the radar. They, like, did they have to sneak these planes in? And oh, out, they, or like, they snuck them in. Wow. Yeah. One of the things that. I mean, Matt and I don't watch a ton of the news. Yeah. We get information from other sources. Matt's better about it than I am. But I am aware of things that are going on and try to stay up to date and try to find places that feel reliable to me to get my information from. But it's I feel so overwhelmed with things like this because I don't know what to do. And I think the main thing that we can do is find reputable sources to yeah. donate to or find places you can drop goods off or that you could go volunteer here that can then provide services to people that's one, there. Well, that's one thing that totally amazes me about Tim Ballard is the fact that like, here's a problem in the world and he acts upon it just like so quickly and puts it together. They were able to raise over $30 million in three days of trying to, you know, just put together this this mission. Yeah. It's crazy. Let's get him on the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, that's amazing that they were able to raise that much money and get that done and hopefully continue to be like our feet there I and hands. I just feel so helpless in being able to help and support these people. Right. That's crazy. Anything else? None for me. No, I just know a lot of people are struggling right now. 
It really is. I think people are overwhelmed with everything that's going on. The start of school, the start of COVID's back. Do we put a mask on kids? Do we not put a mask on kids? Like, St. Luke's just canceled all elective surgeries again and is turning more of their facility into COVID units. Right. And, And so it's just like, it's one of those things where, again, I try not to watch too much of the news. I try not to get too much into it. I just try to Take what you need to know. And- yeah, and carry on with life as much as possible. But there's just so much, there is so much turmoil and he said, she said stuff and us versus them feeling and just trying to get over that. And Well, and I think in that it's important to protect your own mental health. If you are feeling overwhelmed, I'm talking about all of us, I tend to shut off for a bit when I start feeling overwhelmed by all the things I'm seeing on social and all of the things. I will check out from social for a bit. I might get on there, but not dig into anything, but just post what I need to post and be off. Just make sure you take care of your mental health and understand what you can do and what you can't. And don't let what you can't do overwhelm you, like the ways you can't help or support. So yesterday, my, my assistant, she called me out of the blue yesterday morning. She's like, hey, I got to work from home today. And I didn't ask any questions. I Okay, go for it. And then today, this morning when we had our check-in, she's like, I just need yesterday. It was a mental health day. And, and you have to take those. You yeah. have to pay attention to what your body, your mind, where you're at with you and take a day. And she's like, I feel so much better today. Thank you so much for giving me that. I'm like, no, you took it. You like... I'm going to allow you to take something if you feel like you need it. Anyways. It's a good so example. Take that day. Okay. One more thing I want to say about Matt's assistant, who we love dearly. <laughs> <laughs> she is so awesome. And I love her. I can use her name, right? I think we've used it before. Heather, can we use your name? <laughs> Do you want an alias? So she's the one that sent me, if you've seen on Instagram, she sent home these earrings for me that pop out of a book. She sent home a gift. gift. I didn't realize that was from her. That's from Heather. And a note just telling me that I'm doing good and supporting me and cheering me on. And it just means the world to me that she is so thoughtful. And before our event, Matt and I are getting ready in our our bedroom and he goes, I wish Heather could be to this event. And I'm like, why? Which I wish you could have been there too. Like I would have loved having her there, but I knew there was a specific reason. He's like, I just need her to keep me calm. (laughs) And my first reaction as the wife is, but I'm here to keep you calm. But then also- That's what she said. Jessica said that I know, but I was kind of teasing, but also partially serious. But I know that it's in a different way. And that Heather and Matt's relationship- is different than mine and Matt's relationship. And so instead of being jealous of that, I was grateful that there's somebody else that has my husband's back to help him feel that calm that he needs in those moments. And I just thought that was an interesting thing to think about because so often you hear about, I'm jealous of my spouse's assistant or coworker or whatever, which I can see how that can easily happen because you're together a lot. But then I was just like, but I'm also just really glad that somebody else gets Matt <laughs> and is there to support him sometimes when I can't right. <laughs> or is more of what he needs. He's like, you make me talk to people. She's not going to make me talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Jessica, I hate to break it to you, but 
you were not the calming effect leading up to the live event. I know. I told you Put all that. Put that table there. Move that. That's the wrong card. That's not where that goes. Steve, just don't touch that. <laughs> I know. And I warned you guys. I yeah. told you very blatantly. You did. I thought it was funny. We have 30 minutes to set up. I am going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, she's straight up. Saying, I'm, I'm telling you I'm sorry beforehand. <laughs> I apologize for how I will be speaking to you for the 30 minutes leading up to the live event. Just do what I say quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys did such a great job. And you did an amazing job of planning all this. Like, yeah, it was awesome. It was it, it was exactly what needed to happen. You had it all planned. You knew exactly how it needed to go down. We needed to be told what to do. Yes. <laughs> and, I thought, and I thought it was great that you had to go back home for some reason or back to our house uh-huh. to pick something up. And Jessica, you wanted to get a speaker. He did. And you got it. Uh-huh. But and I was in Jessica, trouble for it. Yeah, and Jessica kept telling you, just go to our house, nowhere else. Why we did you pick up my speaker? We couldn't find it. Penny looked all over. It was she, looked, she looked in the kitchen. She looked in your bedroom. And she said, I'm going to go down and check the office. I'm like, no, let's just go. We don't have time. <laughs> yeah. And mine's better. So we'll get mine. It's the same <laughs> one. The same, exactly. No, it's not. You bought us the same speaker. Oh, yeah. it was going to be that one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was picturing like that little... Dinky well, black one. That's you like, could have gotten that one and yours, and we could have synced them. No, because I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I brought both of mine, and I tried so hard to sync them. I don't know. I don't. No. I forgot how. It was perfect. It yeah, worked it out. Fine. But it was funny. That but it I... stressed the crap out of Jessica, thinking that you were going to be late because you forgot about construction. I know. Somewhere. And then you had your dad text me and say, "Hey, what's your ETA?" <laughs> he just did that because he knew I was stressing out because we needed the food. And my response was two minutes ago because I'm already back because I'm that quick. <laughs> oh, so thanks for putting, not putting up with me. Thanks for understanding <laughs> me, guys. I appreciate that we you put up. understand that we do put up with each other. <laughs> one of my worries going into the event was that one of you was going to be in a bad mood. <laughs> and then it wasn't gonna like have the right jive because sometimes we jive really good and sometimes it's you know not as great which is fine that's real life but i was like we need to be on tonight we, and you we guys really were, were on, we were on. It, yeah. you nailed it <laughs> i think if there would have been 15 minutes more where i felt like i had to talk to people you would have been too much it would have been yeah i would have been drained yeah <laughs> that's definitely the most introverted of the three of us i almost felt like bringing a mini trampoline like setting it up in the back and just like get my blood flowing again <laughs> anyway that's the most introverted i am in the middle i've come to realize and steve is very much an extrovert <laughs> yeah he likes crowds he likes lots of people yeah i i, I came to life in that setting yeah it was great it. so all right so this week was our uh catch up what's going on week i like this Hopefully you enjoyed it. <laughs> and we will, if you need a uh, Guns Are For Hugging shirt, go pick it up. We also have our coloring books available. And yeah. And maybe something else. Who, Who knows? knows? <laughs> All right, by the time this The airs. greeting cards are coming out, but I oh, yeah, don't they know. Are. They should be out by this point. They should be out. <laughs> so we'll see. Anything else you guys want to say? Nope. Any Thanks for listening. Words? No parting words. All right. Have a great week. All right, friend, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Husband-in-Law. Just as a reminder, you can go pick up the shirts Matt designed in response to Elder Holland's talk to show your love for the queer community, for your queer friends and family. 
You can pick that up at theboldlogicshop.com. That is theboldlogicshop.com. They're going to be on sale until next Wednesday. So just for the week that this episode launches or the first week it comes out, it will be on sale for $19.97. So super awesome deal. Oh, plus free shipping. So go pick them up if you want one of those. Also, as always, you can go pick up my free guide, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, so that you can start making the changes that you want in your life. This is going to help you gain clarity about where your pain points are right now and specifically identify where you are holding feelings of resentment, anger, pain, bitterness, and fear so that you can let those go and move on. So if you are looking to change your relationships, to feel more peace, to feel more love in your life, this is the perfect place to start. It is free. You can go pick it up at theboldlogic.com forward slash free workbook. The links to both of these things are in the show notes or in our bio on Instagram. Can't wait to see you next week. Hey everyone, for the takeaway this week, we just wanted to really let you guys know that it is so important to love yourselves. We change, our bodies change, things change. And so we got to learn to love ourselves in a new way, no matter what phase of life. And don't let anybody tell you where you should be at or what you should be doing. You pay attention to what feels right for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go share it on social media. Take a screenshot, tag husband-in-law. And if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and put a rating and review and write the question in the review. We will be sure to answer it for you. 